Tell me when you're going to hit the go button. The, the go button's goad. Oh. Yep. Well, Darkest, Uh huh. I feel like it's been a long time since I've seen you. You know why that is? Because it's been a long time since I've seen you. How long has it been? Yeah, it's been nearly two weeks. And this is the second edition of 43 Feet where we're going video. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it feels, uh, it still feels weird. I haven't quite, um, you know, worked out all the, the trickery and the bugs and the streamlining yep. and such. Yeah. So there's too much equipment here and there's too much kerfuffle and, uh, but it's good. So like, this is, this is part of the YouTube and, and Facebook efforts to create more engagement because of Kitty's genius. This is Kitty's idea. Mm -hmm. It's got FIAB written all over it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's, yeah. it's a level of professionalism and enthusiasm that you've grown accustomed to with FIAB. Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah, that's right. That's why. But it has been a couple of weeks since we've, uh, since we've done this and since we put one out because uh, I went on vacation. In the meantime, right? Uh, family reunion with my uh, my in laws, my wife's family. When you talk, Provo area, uh, yes, not I, Provo per se. No, uh, I don't think we actually went to Provo at all. But since I know that Provo is equated to all of Utah, basically, uh, most, cer certainly the valley. Most people can only tell you Salt Lake City, right? Provo, and uh, and then they might name some obscure something in southern Utah, like uh, Saint George or something. A ski resort or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Park City or something. Park City, like that. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Other than that, you, you might get you might get like, well, isn't that where Arches is? You know, you may not know the uh, city, but the, you know, like, and there's some some national parks and stuff okay, down in the yeah. southern part. But that's the polygamous part, and we don't talk about that part. Yeah, good. <laughs> talk about the polygamy. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, we went there. Fantastic. Had had a great time. Uh, my brother-in-law, who is uh, his F three name is Double Double. He uh, he's a Salt Lake Pax. Uh, newish um, and uh, he is a an all-around uh, he's kind of just a true renaissance man in the sense that he just know he, he's a lot like you in, in that he knows a ton of things um, like a, a thin things. veneer uh, yeah yeah he may go a little deeper on on uh, on certain things and maybe a few less topics does he make up stuff to make to fill in the blanks i wish he would but no he's too He's too uh, on the on the money. He likes to actually know yeah. the, the facts. So. I actually, it's the things I make up that turn out to be true that give me the most joy. <laughs> yes, I enjoy. Did that you know that a great deal? I do enjoy yeah. that. I enjoy it when it happens to you. I don't do it, but I enjoy. When no, I mean it. when I do. Yeah, yeah. So I'm saying I enjoy yeah. when you do it. But uh, he he uh, asked me because he likes to be prepared for things. He's very into preparedness and, and knows that that's a good leadership skill. He's yeah. a uh, kind of a higher level manager guy over at uh, Amazon. Uh, one of their facilities and, and shipping and whatnot out there in Utah. Is he, uh, he is a not. direct report to see? <laughs> I, I don't know that he works with these fan directly. <laughs> he says, I roll up to a guy they call the Grand Tan. The Grand Tan. Uh, Why does this keep saying Grand Tan? On yeah, this I don't know what that is. Amazon's a big company, frankly. He, yeah, it is. But he had me pepper spray him on this trip. How'd it go? It went great for me. Was it debilitating to him? It was debilitating. Did it cause his eyes to to to, to burn right. and to yes, and his skin as well to yeah. burn and to, and it was it was absolutely hysterical. This is how this guy is. He just looks and he goes like he's sitting there with you know hosing his eyes and and yeah. trying to baby shampoo his eyes and whatever else he can do to get the burnout. And he just keeps saying, "So how far away do you think you were?" And I was like, "I don't know, maybe ten feet." And he's like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, "Okay." And when you and he's just trying to get these learnings out of it, right? He's like, "Uh huh, okay." So we know that the first shot went over my head. Was he was so, he like testing pepper spray? Yeah, he just wanted to know for Amazon. No, just for his own personal oh. understandings. That's the kind of guy that he is. It's like Frank, would you throw a ball peen hammer at me today? <laughs> we just need to know what. The Get seven feet like, away. What, what, what's going to be the lawsuit after this hits me directly between the eyes? Okay. No, not this is double double, and yeah, double double and double double is a Salt Lake City native. Uh, no, no, not a native. Uh, but he resides there now with his wife and family. Uh, where did he go to college? That's a good question. I don't know. Don't even know. Yeah, you, I don't know. You don't. You don't ask questions to people like I do, Frank. You just take them at face value. I admire that. End user. End user End of user. people. Of people. Of people. Of everything. <laughs> Like get to know me nah and user eh, sorry what do you write now okay that's all i care that's all yeah in your current uh manifestation okay good, good. Well, i'm glad you're back i yes. those pod packers didn't see it on twitter don't realize that there's a horrific picture of of uh sad clown fat frank <sighs> floating around on yeah. a beach yep looks much like my sad clown beach picture that was that was why i posted where i think the same costco cargo shorts easily have stolen them from you apparently uh, bad <laughs> if we had known each other then uh somebody asked yeah. for the over under on your fupa on uh, twitter i said 47 uh i think it hit about 44 
Okay. So, so, what, yeah, uh, so you were just a little, little, a little above. Yeah. 47. That's a big boy. That's yeah, big. Yeah. That's a big boy. I will say this. I, uh, I broke out the, the shorts that I'm wearing this morning. Right. Cause uh, you know, you get back from vacation and then I, I don't want to alarm anyone. Put right? some, put some pounds on. But I, no, no, not at all. Actually, I, I'm, I rock steady. Oh man. Probably steady through vacation, but, uh, I worked out with the, the Salt Lake guys several times. Why would that so. be alarming? Uh, that wasn't the alarming part. Oh, okay. I was just, that was a side note to the fact that you thought I might've gained weight oh, okay. and I wanted anyway. All right. So coming back, I don't want to alarm anybody, but I came back and I felt a little under the weather, Yeah. but it was not the Rona. How'd you know? Uh, I don't know, but it didn't have all the symptoms of the Rona. So maybe it was, who knows? I don't know. I feel fine now. Okay. That's, that's the important thing, but I'm, I'm still maintaining and being careful and all those kinds of things. But uh, anyway, so got back from that. And why were we talking about the fact that I got back from that? You, oh, because I haven't done laundry in a while. Ah, so you broke out your shorts. So I broke out some shorts that I thought would be fine. Right. They're 34s. No, too big. I can button them and drop them. Yeah. Yeah. 34 is too big for it's far for too the, large. The svelte. Weird. Svelte helmet. I think we're down to a 3 2. How about that? That you doesn't never, even make sense. You never thought you'd see that. I honestly never did. That's 12 under your Fat Frank. Uh, That's a lot. That is a lot. Holy moly. What beach was that? That's a good question. That was a long time. I don't know because yeah. that the the pictured child is our now fourteen year old. Yeah, so it's so at least twelve years. He's twelve. Yeah, twelve, thirteen, something like that. So yeah, it was it was, dark days. Uh, I'm gonna say it was probably like Carolina Beach or someplace in the late like noughts. <laughs> dark days for dark helmet. Yeah, that's not even the fattest. Really? Oh, I can show you the fatter picture if you want. Man, sometime. Yeah, maybe we'll, maybe we'll tweet it. I think those cargo <laughs> pockets were full of cheese doodles and. Uh, <laughs> Gummy bears. Juju bees. Yeah, that's right. Hey, you know what we ought to do right now? Pass roll that open. Let's do it. And we're back. back. (laughs) Good to be back. It is good to be back. You're listening to 43 Feet, a podcast about leadership. We believe that real leading happens out front, but that means you're probably building the next 43 feet of good road for those behind you while you're running the race yourself. My name is Frank Schwartz known in the gloom of the early morning as Dark Helmet to my F3 brothers. And I'll be joined every week by some of the greatest leaders I can find in F3 and beyond. We're going to answer your questions, pontificate wildly, teach virtuous leadership, and otherwise attempt to help you navigate the next 43 feet. Uh, Let's see the timer says we've chewed up 15 minutes. Oh my goodness. That's a lot of chatter. But that's okay. You know, we haven't seen each other in a while. Is there anybody out there who might have a question for us? Uh, it's funny that you asked that since we don't do featurettes anymore. Ooh. We don't pay nearly as many attention, right. as much attention as we, as we used to, to uh, questions and things. Right. But we do have a, a question that did come in that I wanted to, to get your, your thoughts on. Would you pose um, it? I will. Uh, would you like to know who the poser was first? Who's this poser? <laughs> <laughs> what a poser. Uh, let me pull up the, the poser's query here. Uh, he says, can you give me a quick explanation on the third bullet point, which would be the, the spurs, right. uh, under Q3.10, which is consistency, as we all know, right? Uh, which is the third of the, the five Cs, consistency. I think that sounds right. Yes. It smells right. Um, but uh, the, the point that it asks, or that it, that it has here, the spur is, the virtuous leader focuses on bandwidth, not perfection bandwidth not perfection with respect to consistency yes okay it's uh, well it's under it's under that bullet point so yes and so the uh he says hey i'm working on some stuff for the foundation ah, does that tip you off sure it does. Was. it's uh f3 swaco no i'm kidding quite. crotch rocket it was it was the crotch rocket so he wanted to blend in some material from q source and so he says saw the crotch rocket on saturday at the uh we his, did a, a giant his glorious return joint cafeteria because mm-hmm. uh, we're not at the same workout uh, he was at AG, the he mothership queued. of all. He queued, right? And I guess I didn't know anything about it, but I, I just que- saw I was Twitter. queuing at Revolution. That's right. You had a good group there too, didn't yeah, you? Like 25, 30 20, guys? 25 guys. Yeah. Strong group. Really good. So, yeah. Really, really good. All young guys. And and for those Paxers who don't remember or aren't aware, Revolution is uh, a workout that was started recently. I want to say, was it Pipeline that? Took it over Pipeline was one of the first guys. One of the first guys over there. Yeah. But anyway, it's in a kind of an underprivileged uh, part of town yep. that uh, where there's some struggle and uh, some need for male community leadership. Right. So what do we do? It's the only thing we know how to do. Just go down and work out with Bloody them. Well, that's right. Bloody well planned workout. And we did. So there you go. Right. So good, good so question. CR. Yeah, I can uh, respond to that question. So yeah. consistency, again, is uh, 
consistency is, you know, that unchangingness, right? Yeah. That's yeah. Our striving for to be the same always in everything. That's right. Um, you know, not uh, being unstable. Right. Right. Which is a hallmark of leaders in That's our, right. our world today. That's right. So what that third spur refers to is what you do um, when you face the flux, because that's what makes us unstable, right? right? It's what makes us inconsistent. Yeah. Um, and that flux is that tendency of your emotions, you know, your happiness to go up and down, right? And uh, usually all the things go together. So, you know, your workout starts to start skipping some workouts, get a little out of shape, mm -hmm. start eating too much. Your gesture starts nipping at your heels, not getting along with your wife. You know, it's just kind of this, mm -hmm. right, that flux down. Uh, and then, you know, when you kind of, everybody's got their bottom that they hit, something, they do something stupid or whatever. Right. It could be anything. Just, and, and, you, and, and your bottom probably changes over time. You don't sure. have to go to rock bottom again, but you know, you kind of bottom out at this right. sort of, right. you know, something, whatever. something brings you out. Right. Yeah. For uh, me, it was, you know, when I could rest my arm on my stomach in my car, I realized, oh gosh, I'm yeah. fat. <laughs> For me, you know, the bottom used to be, I had those fat pants. Yeah. And uh, when those fat pants, those fat pants were 40s, when, I was, when, I was, when those were starting, to, I was like, I can't go on a 40. <laughs> <laughs> so your, your accelerometer was like, oh, well, we got to pick back up I, again. My chest was only 42. It's like, it's like I'm going to be a block or, or worse. Or worse, or reverse, a, pair. a pair. Yeah, you can't be a pair. Yeah, bad. So anyway, whatever it is, you know, and then I'll, for me, that would always, it was usually that. And somebody would remark to me. You know, oh, hey, man, you're getting a couple pairs. What's going yeah. on? You're swole. <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> you got a thinner brother. I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, that would, you know, you start back up. Yeah. And then yeah. for me, the queen always controlled it. Stick control my queen. King starts coming back. Right. Jester goes to bed. You know, everything comes back. Anyway, yeah. so my life was always like the flux. Yeah. Right. The flux. You know, the whole idea of being a pro and being prepared is knowing that it's going to happen. Yeah. Right. And the better your guardrails are, um, the, the, the lower that bandwidth is going to be, the tighter it's going to be. Well, and just to, you know, so as a, a, an example of that, right, is you asked and said, oh, did you put on a couple pounds over this vacation? And the answer was no. And why? Because I have, I, you know, I have a great shield lock and exceptional guardrails. And, and so, no, you know, you were right. able to, to stay rock solid right. because of what you had prepared for ahead of time right and then knew that this was going to be here and so you yeah right yeah. so right that's the whole yeah, idea exactly yeah now what you want to do over time as a pro is to reduce that bandwidth right so you take your flux oh, well screen's good now mm -hmm. take that flux from this and turn it into this uh -huh. Uh -huh. right aren't we happy yeah. but you're never going to be perfect it's not possible you just accept the fact that you know that you have that flux right you know and um and i know everybody's different for me it is always indicative of my physical condition is always what it is. You know, when I'm, when I'm getting in really good shape, mm -hmm. everything else is clicking. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't lose my temper, you know, everything else is clicking, you know, because mm -hmm. going along with that as I'm eating well, you know, got my queen under control. Um, and then when that, I get injured or sometimes, you know, you just, whatever it is, you just kind of just don't have the same energy level or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So I know that's going to happen. I just don't know when. Right. Right. So I'm prepared for it. It's not unexpected. Right. You know, and, and preparing for it, having all my guardrails set, that makes that bandwidth tight. Yeah. So focusing on the bandwidth rather than perfection. Because the problem with perfection is like, oh, man, I screwed up. Yeah, now it's over. Right now, you know, yeah. you go tumbling down. Right. Right. So that's the idea of that particular. And so I think part of the confusion may be in Jimmy's part, like, because a lot of times in corporate speak, especially, we think of bandwidth as the amount of stuff that you can do yeah, right, or, right. you know, whatever it is. When we're talking about bandwidth, we're talking about the the – you know, take X being the top of the, the curve of your flux and Y being the bottom, right? If that number is, uh, you know, whatever that, right? Yeah. So it's, it's tightening that, that tendency to, to flux up and down. That's yeah, I'm bandwidth. not talking about bandwidth in terms of capacity. Right. I'm, I'm talking about it in terms of, of the um, yeah. range of your yeah. flux. Yeah, the, I'm not a physics guy, but right. I, like the amplitude of those right. waves, right? Right. Tighten them up. So to be unchanging in nature and standard and effect over time, you know, that's mm -hmm. what consistency right. is. To, to do that, you're going to be a little bit different, a little bit, you know, back and forth-ish. But um, to have that as tightly, you know, tightly bound as you possibly can. Right. Um, that, that's what it's about. So the bandwidth there is just the, 
just the range of your flux from the top to the bottom. Yeah. So if you just use weight for me, that was a 220 to 190 deal. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> and it's a good indicator. Like, you it's, know. I knew. You know, it's, yeah, right. Because it's physical and it's out, you know, it's right. measurable. So, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. So we focus. So a pro then, a virtuous leader who's a pro, focuses on tightening that bandwidth yep. rather than having it be just rock solid, perfect all the time, because that's not an achievable goal. It's not achievable. And so we, we and it'll, it's actually a negative thing because yeah. it'll cause you to, Oh, I tripped and I, you it's know, it's a fake story. That's right. Yeah. And so, right. it's, yeah. Perfection is the enemy of progress, I guess, whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They say, as, as the kids say, as the kids say, <laughs> it's true. It is true. It's true. It is true. So, uh, I don't know if, uh, we haven't talked about this in a couple of weeks too, but, uh, is there, well, first of all, I hope that answers Sierra's question. If not, he can write us again another time. Um, yeah. But uh, I think it clears it up pretty, pretty, pretty well. Um, but I wonder, is there any uh, any butcher's word this week? Got any uh, got anything that you're watching? Well, it has or? been a while since. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we haven't talked about it in a while. Because I got I watched a couple things that I was like, well, you know what? Let you, you, once you throw one out, I want to well, hear what you've been watching. Yeah. So, and I, I recognize that it is fictionalized, right? But based in truism. But you know, Disney Plus stuck uh, Hamilton out there. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Not the it's a the musical. filming of the musical. Right. 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 Uh, and it was my first time seeing that. Yep. Uh, and if you're into musicals, which I by proxy of, am. Of course you are. I mean, hello. I mean, first of all, clearly I'm very cultured. That's right out of the gate. Yeah. Anyone can tell that. Uh, no. <laughs> you, also have a, 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 you also have a lovely singing voice. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a beautiful baritone. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, no, by virtue of the fact that my wife is extremely musical and all my daughters are extremely musical, like I just kind of end up being in there anyway. Right? Makes sense. And my How could you not? Exactly. Uh, my wife's family is all very musical as well. All of them, boys included, all play piano and all that kind of stuff. I mean, they're all just very, you know, high. Sure. So a musical would be, uh, would be uh, attractive to your family. It would. And so they said, you know, while we're on vacation, they said, oh, Hamilton's coming out you got to watch it you know whatever so i like things like i don't know if you ever saw newsies or any of these other kind of broadway shows or things like that if you ever go to those anything i know that's not necessarily I'm your, trying to remember your bag ever been to a musical i yeah. think i saw the music man that was a couple years ago uh in high school uh-huh. okay maybe well there you go uh but regardless uh, so if you're into that sort of thing, Hamilton. I'm not again. Is no, no, yeah. absolutely musically and, and choreography. And Hamilton's the story of, of Alexander Hamilton, of Alexander Hamilton, former Secretary of Treasury. Indeed, I mean, first Secretary, first Treasury. Secretary. Of Treasury. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, and it was fantastic from that standpoint. You know, just from being yeah. good music and that kind of. He's thing. the guy Raymond Burr shot in the uh, duel. Correct. Yeah, not Raymond Burr. I was gonna say not not so much Raymond Burr. <laughs> Wait, Raymond Burr is like the Aaron big, Burr, isn't that? <laughs> Is Raymond Burr like the big fat guy? Raymond Burr like is a Perry uh, Mason or something. He's a longtime character actor. He yes, he was Perry Mason. Yeah. I don't think he was ever fat. He, I mean, he, he was uh, always burly. I guess okay, all right. He burly. also plays the bad guy in Rear Window. <laughs> okay, so know you know window, it's Jimmy Stewart looking out the back window and then, okay, you know watch Rear Window. It's mm. great. Hitchcock. Is that a Hitchcock. Okay, yeah. great movie. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, so not and he was Iron not Sides. so much Raymond Burr. Iron but yes, Aaron Burr. Yes. Aaron Burr. Aaron Burr. Uh, Se- uh, second vice president. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who actually ended up, if I understand it correctly, from the musical didn't like Jefferson was like, yeah, we're we're not uh, we're not doing that. Like he ended up ended up changing that rule later so that the guy who came in second didn't become the vice president. Yeah, right? right. Anyway, Aaron Burr was a contentious. He was New York City lawyer. You know how they are. Yeah, but it from a leadership perspective. Now again, I know sensationalized and whatever some of these facts as they may have been. It, fi- it followed history-ish, right? Uh, at least reasonably well enough to tell the story so that we understood it. And uh, there are some real, uh, there were some really interesting, uh, some really interesting le- uh, leadership lessons yeah. to, to take away from uh, from Hamilton. So I, I would commend that to you. Well, you, share one with you us. You won't make it through the first 10 minutes because well, it's all singing. I... But, may- but maybe, maybe, I don't know. I'm not against it. Okay, fair. My fair. wife doesn't like musicals. Well, then, then that may that she, may kibosh it. Yeah, so she's but, um, she's uh, it's not big on music. But there was an interesting interplay because you had this guy, and and Hamilton knew there was something in him, you know, and he knew that he he had words that needed to come out of him, and he knew that he had a vision and a and a uh, a clear picture in his mind of what he thought America ought to be, right, and how it ought to go. Yeah, and you know, agree or disagree or whatever. Um, but he had a clear vision, and he was one of these guys 
that uh, I, I think there was a good lesson and a bad lesson, a good lesson in the sense that he knew that he didn't have certain skills. And so he got himself a shared leadership team, huh. guys around him that, that, you know, could help him with certain kinds uh, of stuff. Good. Right. Uh, but one of the problems that, that he ended up having is he was one of these guys and, and we joke about him sometimes. And, and I forgive the word, but they call it hustle porn. If you've ever seen that, these guys that are always like, they post all the time on, on social media. And they're just like, you got to get some, you know, I'm, I'm in coronavirus, you know, we're in COVID lockdown and I've read 750 new books and I've learned eight new violin. Are you talking about Jocko now? You sound like Jocko. It's along those lines, yeah. right? Jocko's consistent at least. These yeah. guys are just, you know, whatever. And, and so these guys are always like, you know, if you haven't learned three new languages in the last three months with this spare time on your hands, you're a loser. And you know, hustle, I'm going to start 20, hustle porn. Hustle porn. Never heard of that. Never heard of that? Yeah. So it's a thing. So these guys post just relentlessly and these guys that are kind of salivate or that, that don't actually do anything. They're just like, man, I know we're going to get after, you know, 10 X my life, you know, or whatever. I mean, it's just largely right. garbage because it's wildly inconsistent and it's not something you can maintain over time. And it's okay. They don't really give you a lot of skills and how to get there. It's always just like, go, go get some, you know, not Jocko, but anyway, kind of long story short is, uh, I think that Hamilton is portrayed in a way that you look and you go, there's a guy who started to believe his own press Yeah, was very much like a, I'm going to get this done no matter what. Right. And over time, you know, kind of let go of some of his morals because he kind of got a little, uh, he's kind of crazy with the ladies. If I recall that is portrayed. Yeah. yeah that is portrayed, you know, but they, I don't think he started out that way. I mean, he was always kind of a player, but once he was married and he, you know, found right. his wife, I think he kind of settled down, but that, that crept in over time. And so you can kind of see how loosening of morals and, you know, just like you're talking about how the flux will, right. you know, it's funny how flux works too, you know, since we're talking about it, but you know, like if you start to just wiggle the the thing a little bit, right? It's just a little wave. But then over time, as it travels further down, it just it, then it's like it's like a it's wild like rope. Yeah, like yeah. a rope. It's like this crazy wave. By sure. the time it gets out, you know, past the thing, and so that man, the 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 less you control it here, right. it's only a couple you know degrees here and there on this end, right? Right. But, but at, over time, if you look at it that way, like it just gets it gets out of control. Burr was the same way, and. And I would contend, you know, a lot of these leaders that, that we see in our country right now are, are, you know, suffer from that. You know, they, they waver a little here and then pretty soon it's, holy moly, like you're doing what? <laughs> you know, or this is happening, or, yeah, you know, whatever yeah. it is. And so anyway, it was a good, uh, it was really good. It was really good. I enjoyed it very much. The music was very good. Of course, now that my children have made me listen to the soundtrack, who knows how many times. Oh, really? So you, yeah. you knew the music? Uh, well, I do now. Oh, okay. Yeah, after, I, after you watched afterward, it. yes, okay. I'm saying. So now right. I'm like fully immersed in this whole. Okay. And it's Lin Manuel Mar, Mar, Lin Manuel Miranda. What's his name? Lin Manuel Miranda. Yeah, he's like a All big. Right. You know, he was the. See, so play Hamilton. He does play Hamilton. Okay. And he he wrote Hamilton, uh, the the, the musical, musical as well, and uh, so he's he's kind of the darling of, um, you know, that whole world right now, and he, you know, because it's like a. The, as an example, the, the, uh, the Congress meets and rather than debate, they have a rap battle like that's So it's kind of this modernizing of gotcha. history kind of thing. And so he's kind of this darling for doing that. And, and um, anyway, it was good. Yeah. It was good. So there okay, you go. man. That was one. You know, maybe I'll tune Hamilton. I don't have Disney Plus right now. Maybe I'll tune that in and, uh, well, and get myself a gander. <laughs> you are not. Uh, I can't see Disney Plus in your house necessarily. <sighs> You know, I like to I like to watch a lot of things dark. You yeah, know that. I'm just saying it's uh, with your children the age that they are, and you know, just the the nature of the the Redding family. I don't yeah. know. I'm, okay. Disney Plus would not be one of the ones I would go. Oh, you got to you got to get that. You, you, how could you not do that? Right. But Hamilton's worth renting, so maybe that's a thing. Anyway. Okay. That was a long way around to say why. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even sure what we're talking about anymore, but you know. Since we are talking about leadership, and one of the things that, uh, as the, as these guys and Hamilton could be an example of that, uh, as these guys look to build out teams and things like that, one of the one of the the things that they had to have, and I think that maybe they missed out on sometimes because they were looking for love in all the wrong places, or they were looking for political expedience, or who could be a good ally versus who could be a team member, right? Right. And, and there's a, there's a difference there. And one of the things we talk about a lot is. Uh, I found right there in the Q source about one of the, the first things you need to look for as you start building out a team and that is mutual competence. Ah, okay. That is kind of where we are right. uh, this week yeah. in the uh, greater universe, Q source verse, Q universe, Q universe. 
um, because uh, shared leadership is kind of the basis of every leadership theory. Mm-hmm. And that's the idea of uh, persuasion or influence through combination rather than trying to do it yourself. Right. Right. You know, you join teams you, and you, and you lead that way instead of having like one guy. Right. And that uh, requires shared virtue. Right. Kind of believe in the same things more or less. Right. You gotta have trust. Right. You gotta mm-hmm. have mutual competence. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of critical. So mutual competence is, um, being generally aligned, right. You know, it's in, in skill level. It's kind of, is it kind of like, um, you know, when we talk about shield lock, we talk about like guys that are accelerating at roughly the same rate. Yeah. Is it, is it similar to that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's similar to that. Uh, it's a general alignment. It doesn't mean everybody's the same level of right. skill, but you can't really share leadership between guys where one guy's, you know, head and shoulders above the other guy. Sure. The other guys, sure. you know, really a novice leader. Yeah. You know, it has to be, has to be more or less at the same level for you to be able to share leadership that way. And it's not that I am as good at whatever it is you're doing as you are. It's that I'm as good at the things that I do as you are at the things that you do. Yes. Right. Our, yeah. our complementary and supplementary skills, yeah. uh, we have equal, you know, um, skill at them. Right. Yeah. So the things that you do in our shared leadership team, you know, I don't do them, you do them, but, uh, and vice versa. I do what I do, but you do the things you do as well as I do the things I do. Try. Yeah. 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 You know, if not, then really you can't share leadership. Then Tahoe me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what you have to do. Yeah. Well, first you try to help the guy. First of all, you should not form a shared leadership team uh, okay, fair. with a guy. Yes. Who is not. Who is not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but even if you do, you have, or say one guy's, leadership skills start to accelerate mm-hmm. and all the guy is getting left behind. Well, the good news about that is usually guys will try to keep up. Yeah. Well, run with faster men. Right? Yeah. They feel like they have to. Yeah. But uh, then a guy who's moving faster can help the guys mm-hmm. who are moving slower. Another thing is that we're always, you know, one bad day away from being the six <laughs> when you were the 12, right? I mean, right. it happens all the time. Sure. So I noticed with our shared leadership team, one of us would be kind of aggressive and you know, mm-hmm. top of the flux, right? Sure. Maybe another one is not, mm-hmm. you know, he's kind of dragging right. along, but you know, yeah, yeah it's kind of like us. Been there. That's why shared leadership is good because if you're dependent upon just yourself, you know. Oh yeah. Oh, there's no question. So as an example, Pax, uh, you know, part of the, the shared leadership team that for F3 nation is, is dread and myself and, and uh, crotch rocket and slaughter. Uh, right. That's the, those, those are the four guys uh, that form kind of the, it's not the the board or even the 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 shared leadership team for like the management, but but for F three, the organization, not F three Nation, which right. is the anyway. I can draw it on paper if it'll make you feel better, but that's not here. Regardless, uh, I find myself, and I know that you have done this as well, where I'm, I've gotten to a point now where I can kind of see it coming in myself, uh, and others, you know, so I can kind of see where, you know, where slaughter might be dipping off in right. somewhere and right. kind of go, Hey man, uh, seems, seems like something's not happening the way that it always happens. And not that you've has suddenly become incompetent, but your, your level of acceleration, your level of, you know, getting things done on the leadership right. team that you were supposed to do has, has dipped a little bit, which happens. It happens. Right. You know? So as an example, one of the things that I do is communication. That's part of my job on the leadership team and, and having a pulse on the nation and some of those kinds of things and taking a vacation and getting sick. And the, I mean, life throws things at you. And so sometimes you fall a little behind. And so you kind of call and go, you know, and for me, sometimes it's, it's like sucking thumb behavior. Cause I go, I feel bad about myself. Yeah. You know? So I have to call slaughter and be like, can you help me pull my thumb out of my mouth? <laughs> right. Cause that's just how it works. All right. Yeah. Um, we all kind of help each other along. And we also help each other in different situations. So whereas one situation, you know, an obstacle might be extremely difficult for one guy, for another mm-hmm. guy, it's, it's nothing. Yeah. You know, yeah. or very, very small. Right. Uh, and vice versa. Or also threats. You know, one guy sees a threat, the other guy's like, what? I don't think that's, I don't think that's a big deal yeah, at all. Yeah, it doesn't see it as a, right. yeah, an right. issue. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's why shared leadership is so powerful, but it does require that, those three things. You got to have that trust. You got to have that mutual competence and how would you say and i know what i think and we i know what we've discussed before too but are there quick ways well, there's no quick way i guess really as i say that out loud but what are the ways that trust what are some of the ways that trust gets built well how do we i do think it? the example we use is c 
Yeah. I mean, if you go do hard things together, you build trust. You see what the other right, guys but I can't are. like the guys on my team at work. I can't really ask them to come run a Spartan race with me. Right. I guess I guess I could, but chances aren't necessarily good that that would happen. So, is it is it a dumb idea? Are there ways to have CSOPs within your company? Well, you're limited by what you know the company would allow. Sure. You know, you're limited by that. Sure. And I don't mean physical necessarily even. Like, are there ways sure. to set it up so that you go through a difficult thing? Or does it need to be physical? I, I think it'd be pretty hard. Yeah, I, mean, I think, wondering. you know, if you, if you were running a company and you were determined to have shared leadership, I think you'd want to institute some element of that. You know, and I, and I wonder if it would even be just like, uh, and, 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 you know, Greg and I didn't talk about this beforehand, so we're kind of just spitballing a little bit here together, right? Um, but uh, whether maybe it was like some sort of giant problem to be solved yeah. or some kind of something that, that forces people into, the, into, the, into a little more depth uh, of themselves. You know, in a law firm, we have trials. Sure. Oh. <laughs> so we have trials and tribulations, right? So you have trials. And yeah. I notice when we go through a trial, you know, we uh, form bonds of trust with one another. Because yeah. we're facing, you know. Well, and you can really get a good sense of people's confidence. Sure. So too, that's right? not physical, but it's yeah. intellectual. Um, be very hard to replicate that <laughs> kind of intellectual, you know. Yeah. It'd be very hard to do that. Yeah. But there's got to be some, I guess you'd have to get outside the box, but there's got to be some way, whether it's an audit or whether it's there's some way to rally everyone around a thing that is difficult that causes that trust. Well, you know, military, we went through training exercises all the time. Sure. And we made them as hard as they could possibly be <laughs> right. in peacetime. Right. You know, but it, if you're on a staff, you know, you weren't getting shot at. Right. But we would do a training exercise and put a tremendous amount of st uh, stress on the staff mm -hmm. to, uh, to form that bond. You know, it's, that's, that's really a high, high form of leadership to, to figure out a way to do that, how to, how to stress your leadership team so that they, yeah. are, are, they fight through it. And I, and with all the love of my heart, I don't know if, you know, oh, well, the market dipped a couple points. I don't know if that's the same mm. kind of thing, but maybe there's some sort of exercise in there or something that can be done. But I'm just trying to think of how do we take some of these things and, and make them a little more, you know, applicable. And I mean, uh, you know, I, I really do think a grow rock training exercise would work. It kind of would, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Call Bank America, see if they're up for that. I don't know. <laughs> it's tough, man. But there's things like that. It's like ropes courses and stuff. Sure. Those like uh, outward bounty kind of stuff yeah. that corporate, corporations do. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if they really test the metal of a, of a person. Not, but I don't know. I'm not, yeah. so trust, I should, kind of trust I fall thing? That's, what, that's all it is. You know what? Never mind. Forget I said anything. Just, just line up in the conference fall. room. Do a trust fall. <laughs> Stand Randy on the bed. Right. <laughs> on the end of the table and just, get, just see what happens. Yeah. You ever seen the one <laughs> total sidebar? One where it's like, okay, they explain the trust fall, and they're like, hey, you just, you just fall, and we'll catch you. Fall, and we'll catch you. And they all line up behind him, and then the guy goes, tipping forward. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that. That's good. It's funny. Yeah. Lack of instruction. So, um, yeah, it's kind of hard to do the trust thing. So, if it's not that, what are the other, I mean, I mean, proximity, obviously, I guess, can build trust. And so, you have some kind of, you know, three Ps. Sure. Uh, could, could be a way to do it. What, I don't know. What are other ways to build trust how do you, how do you guys build trust i guess yeah, that's a good question people should write in and tell me like well a virtuous leader would build build trust with his followers because you would be about the business of visualizing you know articulating mm -hmm. persuading and exhorting and then the and trust then, comes when he's true to his word because he also is candid right mm -hmm. committed consistent right. contented courageous right? courageous so he's yeah. those things those that kind of leadership builds trust from the followers to the leader. Right. But how about between the, right. Amongst the, amongst the team itself. Yeah. The leader has to be excellent at that. You know, what he has to do is challenge his followers to step up and be leaders in their own right. And maybe that's, maybe there isn't a, you're not going to, it would be tough to manufacture and you're not going to find a lot of those, um, opportunities i guess just laying around for you to pick up where you can do a grow rec exercise or where sure. you can do uh you know uh, these kinds of things but but a, maybe a skillful leader is one that can put enough pressure on individuals uh to help them to step yeah. up and to become excellent and things like that and then they would they'll bond across the team by having followed the same leader i think the way and this is kind of fourth quadrant stuff but the way a leader 
builds trust with a follower. Um, in addition to what I just said is he inculcates that sense of individual initiative, right? So he mm-hmm. says, he teaches him everything he knows, makes sure your guy knows the mission, encourages him to, to take initiative. And when he does, he backs him up. Yeah. He, yeah. And the guy knows. Regardless you know, of outcome. Right. Regardless of outcome. Yeah. Backs him up and says, you know, the, the fact that you took the initiative is what's important here. Now we got to manage the outcome and get, right. get maybe work on execution <laughs> a little bit. It was a train wreck. But, That's right. Yeah. But, you know, if your peeps are sending you every email that they want to send out before they do, problem then you haven't instilled yeah. i too yeah you know and that's that means they don't trust you well that means you don't trust them well yeah i mean it kind of i guess it's a two-way street but yeah. you you know um yeah. you have to you have to as a leader you have to prepare yourself for your followers to let you down mm-hmm. you know and you can decide whether or not the person is character is flawed you know and then sure but yeah, is this fixable or is right. this a blip or, you know, whatever. but if you uh, delegate responsibility mm-hmm. or authority, rather you delegate authority and give somebody a task and then you encourage them to take initiative and get it done. And they screwed up by the numbers. You go back and look and say, you know, did I not train them? Right. Did I not right. make right. mission clear to them? Whatever. You look at yourself first. And if uh, you train them right and they knew what they were supposed to do and they, they still messed it up. I mean, you retrain them. Sure. Right. Might uh, be something we missed in there. Might but you got to accept the fact that that's going to happen. Yeah. Or just do everything yourself. And you don't have a shared leadership team. You know, you're just doing everything yourself. Right. And, and then you're, because really what we're talking about, I guess in some ways, you know, we talk a lot in, in business about scale, you know, and, and it's like, oh, well, what can you do to, you know, because when you start out, it's just you and you're right. doing everything all alone and blah, blah, blah. And you can only get so big and only do so many things right. that way. And then in order to make more money, You've got to figure out, oh, we've got to hire some people so we can, you know, they can take some tasks and these can take some tasks. And so you're scaling a little bit that way. And if you have the right kind of business, then, okay, we can, you know, fix these manufacturing processes or whatever, and blah, 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 and make this all repeatable. So it becomes this large scale initiative. And what we're talking about, though, is not necessarily to make more money, um, although I guess that could be a, an outcropping of it at some point. But we're talking about how do you scale your leadership? And, and it's by creating... New leaders. New leaders who understand how to create more leaders. Right. Right. That's right. That's the only way. That's the only way actually to do it. Yeah. I mean, you can lead a limited number of people. I say three. Yeah. You know, if you're, if they're just pure followers, not leaders in their own right. Right. And they're not using individual initiative. I mean, if you're controlling them. Yeah. They may follow you. Sure. You may be an effective leader, but if you're not developing new leaders, then you're not a virtuous leader. Right. And you, you know, you can't scale out what you're doing. Um, I find it to, to be, have the opposite challenge. If, if anything, I don't find that, I find that a lot of people don't want to step up from underneath. Yeah. I mean, you say, look, here's, yeah, here's the mission. No, they want to just be told what to do. Yeah. Here's the mission, yeah. you know, and, or they want back, you know, look at this, look at this, look at yeah. this. I don't need to look at it. Tell me you think it's right. Sure. That's, I mean, look, as a, you know, uh, and we've talked about it before, my, my gesture being a need for approval and things like that. Like that's, that's a real, I love feedback. It's like my favorite. Sure. Know? And so it becomes very difficult sometimes to know where to go if you're not getting, I think know, we're hard, hardwired to be, to get approval of particularly people we view of as being authority figures. You know, we sure. can approve of us. And, and yeah. so because of that, we lose confidence and we don't take initiative and get right. it done. But what I'm saying, but what I was kind of getting to also is then, but then I, the point being, I have to build uh, the guardrails myself so that when I'm, if I start, you know, <laughs> trying to throw myself off that edge of par- from being paralyzed from not knowing what to do next, because I need the approval of someone in order to make that move. Sure. That's the big difference, right? Is yeah. I look at that and I go, okay, and and that's not a hundred percent, but I've effectively quashed that, you know, in myself to to know that that's just a gesture, and and we can ignore that. And, sure. And if you know what the right thing to do is, you get to keep doing it. Well, if you look at the universe of people, right? Mm-hmm. You just draw a circle pie chart, right? What percentage of that universe of people do you think know what to do? Uh, the vast majority. See, I think it's the exact opposite. To know what to do? I, I, I'm talking about knowing what to do in life. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like at their job. Yeah, you can include that if you want. I think they know what to do. Yeah, I don't think I they think do. They know the th- I think they know what they're supposed to do. I just don't think they have any. Are you, you limiting that to work? 
I mean, I, I don't Let's, think no, I'm broadening it out now. Yeah, so my I, brain, I'm broadening it out. I don't think there would be a huge. It's funny. I asked a guy my blade this morning, this, that question yeah. happened to come up, and he said, "I think 20% of the world knows what to do, or the population." Okay. And I said, "That's the exact number I have. I think 80%." Well, here's what I was going to say: is uh, I was going to rephrase it and say, because I'm not sure that we're if I'm saying what is the you know if that's but your the, answer might be right. No, I mean, you can have your own know. opinion. Well, no, sure, sure. I'm just right. saying. I do think, though, that most people are simply reacting to the world around them. Right. And I think, is that the... Yeah, they're not... They're not yeah, they're not going out and saying, right. I know exactly what to do and I'm going to affect change. Yes. I think they're waiting for something to happen and then going, oh my gosh, right. uh, what do I do now? Right. Yeah. Or, okay, you know, fair. Uh, I go to work and my boss yells at me and he's unfair to me. Yeah. What do I do? I mean, that's why we have Dear Abby. Right. Uh, yeah, okay. That's why we have counselors, right? Because See, I, yeah, the vast, gonna... vast majority of people when confronted with a problem don't know what to do or in their own lives don't know what to do to continue to accelerate. The vast majority of people spend year after year doing the same exact things, the same exact way, right. wondering when the year comes around, why they're Nothing exactly changed. the same yeah. way. We always say 20 years experience, but it's actually one year experience 20 times. 20 times, right. Yeah. I think that's that's the state of nature. That's... Fair. I and I so now that we've kind of established that that's kind of what we're talking about is this more reactive, you know, or whatever they just kind of go, oh, I don't know what to do. Right. I re, uh, I'm gonna I am gonna stand on that and say I think people do know what to do, and I think what they lack is uh, someone helping them to pull it out of themselves. Like I think it's in there. I think they know what to do. If they really sat down and thought about it, at least at a high level, they could they could come up with well, I know this, this, and this, and then they'll have a list of 40,000 excuses why they can't do those things. Yeah. And, and maybe, you know, people are aware of like just kind of life hacks or whatever. Right. Most of in my mind, most of the stuff that I've learned how to do is counterintuitive, which is why I don't think most people know what to do. Fair. Because it's, it, it, you know, well, you know, how do you, how do you get ahead? How do you get ahead? Well, just be a nice person. That's not necessarily true. <laughs> no. You know? Right, they're not. I've seen who has the big mansion. Right. They're not nice Look, people. <laughs> listen, how, get along with your wife. Did you know sure. how to do that? No, I had to fail at it. Right, lots. Right, yeah. And I think great majority of people give up before they find out. Sure. So I mean, maybe I'm just too much of a believer in collision learning, but no, know, like I don't think so. But I, what I'm saying is, I think collision learning is what unlocks what you already know. I think there's imbued in it. Oh yes, yeah, I disagree with that. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think that's true at all. No. Well, I mean, that's yeah. No, I think it's just a different yeah. way of looking at. Yeah. I just, I mean, I don't, I don't think I knew, um, for, I'll just take my own job. I mean, sure. It was, I didn't know how to do that. And there's no way I could have ever known. And there's, and, and I had to like fail at it and learn and sit down and, um, and break it up hard again. And here's, here's why I would, uh, the only reason I would kind of put, and I know the alarm just went off, but when you said to me, you just have to, you're, you just have to get out of the way. Like you just have to let your ULP happen right yeah to me that's it like it is in there it's already in there it's already in there and i think the collision learning and all the other stuff and and stripping back the layers right. and all those things is what gets you to to get out of your own way so you can just let that happen yeah. but that's just you know no i mean I, i'll, I'll, no, I'll tell, end user and still instead of doing Same it socratically behavior. i'll tell you what i think go i think 80 percent of people don't know what they're doing i think 20 sure. know what to do okay fair i think of that 20 percent that know what to do five percent do it Okay. So, I mean, I think, I think 5% with any consistency. Yeah, sure. Sure. You know, I, so I think the great majority of people just take the queen as a great example. Mm -hmm. Great majority uh, of people don't know how to maintain their weight. They just don't know how, you know, they, they've been watching TV and they're trying one thing or another, but they never actually figure out the method of how to do it. Okay. You know, and then 20% do, but 15% of that 20% doesn't, they never, <laughs> doesn't do it. Yeah. Right. They know they just yeah, don't they do see it. it and right. They recognize that's the thing I got to do, right. but they don't have a way to do it. And the 5% are able to do it. Cause most of the things I'm talking about are hard and not natural. Yeah, sure. So you and I are probably talking about two different things. Maybe I'm talking about the things that are not natural. Okay. Not no, the I'm, things are getting out of your own way. But right? again, even those people that, that, you know, you say 15%, I, I, I say all of them know what to do. They've all seen the same TV shows. They just lack the, somebody that believed in him to be able to huh. give him the help to do it man i'm glad i talked to you about this because it's a totally different perspective i mean and i again i can be dead wrong and again 
end user, you know, ultimately the behavior is the same. It doesn't but really it, matter. It does but. go to show you why I'm always walking around telling people what to do. <laughs> because I just assume that they don't, uh, they know. don't have any idea. Like when I see somebody screwing up, I'm like, well, Fix that. well I'm like that. He probably just doesn't know how to do it. Yeah. And you know, so like, well, I wouldn't have written that book. I wouldn't have written a book Q source if I thought people knew what to do. Right. <laughs> it was a book of things. This is what you should Let me tell you what to do. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. That's you know, fair. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, but, the, but this oddly really ex exemplifies the whole theory in my mind of mutual competence. Like here we are working on the same thing. And I, I see this thing completely at the opposite. Yeah. Of you do. That's so funny. Yeah. I mean, I, when I see somebody stuck, like a sad clown sure. stuck in a life of, you know, purposelessness and, and loneliness mm -hmm. and, um, you know, inconsistent fitness, my first thought is they don't know the, the way to get out. Like the roadmap out is not available to them. Okay. They've got a different map and that map's wrong. Okay. Okay. You know, they 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 have been told some things they learned some things and and those things are not helpful to them because they're stuck in a in a, in a life of inconsistent fitness loneliness and purposelessness uh -huh. and then so i want to show them hey here's the things then i assume if i teach them the things then someone's got to motivate them to actually do them if they learn them sure then they've got to be motivated to to do them uh -huh. Which is another thing entirely, right? Sure. Maybe we are talking kind of a little around not quite the same things. But ultimately, I, I don't, uh, to your point, the, the behavior ends up a lot the same. But when I, so, so when I see the sack clown, right, or I look at my picture of me standing on the beach in the cargo right. shorts, right? I know my experience. My experience is deep down inside, if I was being real honest with myself, I knew what to do. I knew what to do exercise you fat piece of crap right and it could have started with anything i'm not stupid now maybe there are people who have no idea right maybe that's a different set of the population than this set over here i don't know maybe. right but when i look at that guy i know what worked in me was i just need somebody to say you know it's okay if you go ahead and be excellent right like here it is here's the permission all the permission you need is right right there within you you know the right things to do. Now get out there and do them. Let's huh. do them. See, that's because I would never say that to somebody. Right. <laughs> and that's, that's, I know. I mean, it would never occur to me that, that, that we're, they're sitting there waiting, knowing what to do next and then, and then not doing it, but not doing it for lack of someone encouraging them to do so. I don't know. You know what? That's mutual competence, man. I'm, right there. I'm probably wrong. I don't think so. I think that that's the, <laughs> I think that it's that my view of the world is over is exaggerated by my own hard wiring. Maybe. And, and, and probably by its first time I said, which is the beauty of why, which, which is, which why is, it works. which is the beauty of it. You right. know? So, um, that's why I don't trust myself to go around. Saying, this is the only, <laughs> this is truth. Right. Right. Because, right. um, it really does require more than one guy. Yeah to come together for no, any no effort course. and no share course. leadership. I'm sure glad that you and I share leadership, man. Amen. Amen. In fact, and I know we're trying to wrap up, but I'll get a little misty if I'm not careful. Don't but, get misty. Uh, I won't. I won't. But I said, if I'm not careful, but I'll be careful. My kids <clears throat> had a, was coming off, you know, not being feeling too great yesterday and all that kind of stuff. And not the Corona. And uh, it was not, the, yeah, yeah. Hashtag not the Rona. Um, and uh, came downstairs after a, just a, a exceptionally long day of church meetings and, and other kind of stuff and whatever. I've been cooped up, you know, and, and all this. And I was frustrated because, uh, you know, you get home from vacation, you haven't shopped in two weeks, you know, right. <laughs> you know, there's no food, right. You know, of course there's food, plenty of food, I know what you're but you know what I mean? There's right. nothing I want, you know, whatever. Right. And so there's was, no pineapple juice in here. Yeah. <laughs> and it's been chilled to 37 degrees. This is garbage. I can't drink this. I have to drink 36. Just throw it. <laughs> Pour it on the ground. Right. Well, I hope someone else can enjoy that now. <laughs> um, and, uh, and I came down and I'm, you know, just kind of, I'm just feeling mad, you know, just grumpy yeah. inside. And, uh, 
and my kids are all, uh, they all know, like, cause my behavior is pretty consistent and, and they can look and go, well, he's not doing well right now. Something's going on with yeah, that. <laughs> this isn't good. Right. And, uh, and I was a little quiet, you know, and, and so oldest will say like, you okay? You know, and youngest was like, dad, do you need to talk? <laughs> and I'm like, time out. Actually, sweetheart, I yeah. need to be left alone, you know, or whatever. Right. Anyway, long story short is we get down to the end of this thing. And so you, we're saying I'm grateful for mutual competence because I think one of the things I'm exceptionally good at is, is loving people and helping them feel loved and helping them know, right. That, that they're okay, that they're taken care of and that they'll be safe. I mean, that's just, I don't know why it just pours out. I can't help it. Right. Bacon. Yeah. And, but it's not sustainable without this other side, this discipline side. And so my kids, you know, we finally, uh, dinner's over and, and, uh, and then I start explaining like why I was feeling what I was feeling. Cause right. they were, they were all kind of looking and going, what do we do now? Right. You know, he's grumping around here. Yeah. And so I've had to stop and say, Hey, look, here's, here's what happened. Here's what was going on. I apologize. You know, I wasn't trying to you know, whatever, go through the whole thing. And oldest looks at me and she says, you know something, dad, I'm, <sighs> she says, I'm really proud of you. And I said, well, that's very sweet of you to say. And she says, I'm just so glad that you do have three. Ah, that's because, I mean, it's so clear to them having this mutual competence and being in this position where we are, where I'm able to, to draw on the things that, that you teach and that slaughter helps and, you know, and gym, you know all the things, right? Yeah. And, uh, and that my kid, 16-year-old kid, right? Girl should be involved and in, in interested in way other things. She probably shouldn't be paying attention to me, right? But she says, man, I'm just, you know, thanks for, thanks for telling us what was going on and whatever. But that's, I think that's the beauty of mutual competence is it makes you even more competent at the things you are good at. That's true. Right. Sure does. Because you can offload, offload that stuff. That was a long story for, I don't even know what, but anyway, uh, I enjoyed it and, we'll, and learn from it. Mm. Always. Uh, All right. Radio go. face. You can go out and do, <laughs> you can do something good today for you. Anything. All right. Man. Yeah. See Thanks for listening to 43 Feet, a leadership podcast. If you have questions about F3, leadership, or anything else, write to us at questions at 43feetpodcast.com. Tweet us at at 43feetpodcast or find us on Facebook at 43feet. While you're there, give us a follow. Also, if you like this podcast, share it with a friend, rate us, and write a review. It really does help others find us. Until next time, we'll be out here in the unknown, the uncomfortable, the difficult the 43 feet out front. Yeah.